done. That would have been major keeping Elisha with the original restaurant. Outdoor dining returned today for the first time in more than two months, but not without several new restrictions. NBC4's Teddy Chang spoke with owners and customers, many who are happy to abide by the new rules as we head into the weekend. Yeah, the owner of this Korean barbecue restaurant tells us he was so excited to reopen, he was screaming and yelling. You can see that his customers are out, the grills are out, so too are the seat racks. But one thing you'll notice, there's no TVs on, one of many new rules. The restaurant name kind of describes the persistence of the pandemic, too. Koreatown restaurant owner Brian Chong hopes this opening will be the last. I wasn't ready to apply for bankruptcy if it doesn't open. That's how we get where we are. Family barbecue, because we are, my customers are calling us 200 calls a day. Cooped up Angelinos didn't take long to get out of the house. Very excited. Finally, we get to come out with our partners and enjoy a meal instead of being inside the kitchen all the time. The Abbey in West Hollywood also filled up just as the storm moved out. The county mandates now no more than six people to a table. The part many admit would be hard to enforce. They've also asked us to make sure that each table is coming from outside, and we're trying to uh, abide by that as well. Restaurants can't turn on their TVs either. We had a nice bar, and then we're going to set up the bar and see how TVs are sitting over here because now they won't even let us put the TVs outside. A restriction aimed at curbing loud yelling, cheering, and lengthy gatherings ahead of Super Bowl Sunday. We're a little disappointed, but at the same time, we're grateful, hopeful, and thankful at the same time. L.A. County health officials really want to stress that you cannot have an enclosed tent. It must be an open-air tent like the one here. In Koreatown tonight, Teddy Chang, NBC4 News. Meantime, health experts continue to raise alarms about COVID variants from the U.K. and South Africa. And now Ventura County officials say they have discovered evidence of the variant in their county. NBC4's Beverly White has more now on the new concerns the virus mutation is prompting. A year after coronavirus' arrival in the U.S., Ventura County health officials confirmed a highly transmissible mutant strain has turned up in human waste, making sewage plants another front line in the race to track COVID. Oxnard very wisely started weeks ago to sample their wastewater. Their wastewater is a collection from that, that represents 250,000 people in our county, a county of 850,000. That sample size of about one-third found the N5-0-1-Y mutation in less than 1% of all COVID virus present. Dr. Levin says no matter how slight the amount, the hunt is on for the origin. It's being sent off now to have a complete uh, sequencing done on it, and that will give us the answer. It is not the South African variant. Dr. Levin says viruses like COVID are notorious for mutating, so this evolution is concerning but not alarming. And if the Ventura County mutation is in the UK variant, that variant responds to vaccines. That's good news, and of course it's frustrating news for a lot of people because it's hard to get the vaccine right now. There's very little of the vaccine available. This local discovery of a mutation comes as a new study on COVID fatigue shows fewer Americans are staying home and avoiding close contact with others. Until everyone gets vaccinated, Dr. Levin says face masks and social distancing remain the best defense against COVID and any encroaching mutations. It's here 
very low concentration right now. We still have mostly the same virus that we've had all along, but it is it is very transmissible. In Los Angeles, Beverly Rice, NBC4 News. With data today from Johnson & Johnson suggests we could soon have another effective tool to help fight COVID in just a matter of weeks. Now, the vaccine doesn't yet have emergency FDA approval, but results from J&J show it was 72% effective at preventing COVID in the U.S. The Pfizer and Moderna vaccines are roughly 95% effective, but Johnson & Johnson requires big-time shots. The company admits it's less effective against the dangerous South African strain. J&J plans to file for emergency use authorization in early February and ship as soon as it gets approval. And coming up in just a few minutes, we'll show you the creature that could help treat people with COVID, and it's straight out of the ocean. $35,000 reward is now being offered to catch the gunman who shot a Metro train <coughs> operator in East L.A. Sheriff's Department released these photos of the man they say is the shooter. Investigators say he walked up to the window of the Gold Line train this morning, fired two shots at the operator, and then walked onto the train and fired at least two more shots. The victim survived. A former Major League Baseball pitcher is now charged with reckless driving following a crash that killed two young boys in Westlake Village last year. Well, the DA says Scott Erickson was street racing with Rebecca Grossman, a friend of his. Investigators say Grossman hit and killed Mark and Jacob Iskender, who were in a car trunk at the time. Grossman's co-founder of the Grossman Bone Foundation, he is charged with murder. We're going to take you back outside more breaking news. News from before over the uh, rescue of that fire truck right there in Lincoln Heights. Eliana, there's been some movement here? Colleen, there is some movement. The vehicles are moving very slowly here as the fire department continues to try to get their fire truck out of the mud after it became stuck roughly at about 5 o'clock this afternoon when it was responding to a fire here in the area. But that road that it drove onto became very muddy due to that recent rain and it's been stuck ever since. And they finally started to see some movement. They will have to be ever so careful because if that road decides to become a fire truck, road and hills around the world are almost bare. We have some news people keeping close for you that from some of the sites. I'm Eliana Moreno for Seven News Channel 2 News.
The council is expected to vote Monday night. Now, if Ortiz is removed as mayor pro tem, he will still keep his spot on the city council. There is a potential treatment for COVID-19, and it comes from deep in the ocean. It was discovered by an international team led by a researcher at UC San Francisco. NBC4's Patrick Healy spoke with him today about how a sea squirt like this could be the answer to ending the pandemic. You find Dr. Levin Brogan inside his lab in the Quantitative Biosciences Institute at UC San Francisco, half a world away from the undersea source of what has the potential to be, in effect, a cure for the worst global pandemic of the century. It's a little crazy if you think about the, um, you know, where this drug was coming from. Crazy indeed, extracted from a rare sea squirt found in the Mediterranean off the island of Ibiza, a compound called aplodin that has already been used to treat a form of cancer. Now lab studies showing promise against COVID-19, not as a vaccine, but as a treatment. In human cells, there's about 30 to 100 times more potent than remdesivir, which is the standard of care treatment um, right now. So you may well ask, what on earth led to this little squirt? The answer is a methodical approach that began with Dr. Brogan's coronavirus research group at QBI, looking at the human cell proteins which the coronavirus attacks. So the virus can't live by itself. It needs our genes and, and our proteins to live and replicate and infect us. They identified one in particular, EIF1A. The virus hijacked it to make its own protein. And so as Dr. Progan explained it to us, his team surveyed which existing drugs neutralized that protein and came across aplodin, a treatment for multiple myeloma developed by the Spanish company Formamar, which specializes in exploring marine sources for potential therapeutics. When we told them about it, um, they were very excited, uh, obviously, and to them it did make sense. And because aplodin focuses on neutralizing one of our human proteins, that lessens the risk of the virus developing resistance. It doesn't matter how much the virus mutates, because it's never going to mutate enough to get around relying on that human protein. But why is aplodin there in the sea to be found at this time of need? Does the sea squirt use it for its own virus protection? Maybe if we further understand why it has it, this could help us further develop it for diseases um, like COVID-19 and cancer and other diseases as well. The safety of aplodin has already been tested in earlier trials. Now it can move into phase three clinical trials, and if all goes well, approval may come sometime in spring. Say hello to Sea Squirts. Patrick Healy, NBC4 News. Well, for the third time, Riverside County is postponing both the Coachella and Stagecoach Music Festivals. They were both supposed to take place in April. No new dates have yet been announced. Last March, the festivals were pushed back from April until early October, but when the pandemic didn't get any better, the festivals were rescheduled. Now, 2020 was the first time Coachella wasn't held since 2001. Usually there's a lot of concern when an Amber Alert is issued, but this morning in Texas it was the concern, but there was also a lot of confusion, and here's why. Farmers Public Safety puts out a picture of these characters from Child's Play movies. Chucky, the killer dog, the doll, is actually one of them, and the alert was apparently a test that was sent out by accident. The department apologized for that mix-up. That's quite the mix-up. All right, yeah. taking a live look right now at the snow-dusted trees at Cloud Mount Racing. It's a beautiful sight. Meteorologist Anthony Miller is tracking this weekend's forecast. And 